Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Welcome back to Mike Strategies. My name is Tony Smith, Vice President of the Mike Ferry Organization, and happy as always to introduce, reintroduce, remind you of the strategies of the Mike Ferry and the Mike Ferry Organization. You know, today I want to address a series of thoughts. There's eight or 10 thoughts here that have just been proven and they've held up through the test of time in the Mike Ferry Organization. You know, so much of what Mike is trying to have us see, do, hear is centered around the direct sales business, understanding what it means to be in direct sales. If we would just treat this business like a real job, you know, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard Mike Ferry say, if you just treated it like a real job, or if you treated it like a true business, what if you did both? What if you treated it like a real job and like a real business? You'd get the best of both worlds. A real job. You have to show up at a certain time. You have to do a certain things. You have to follow a schedule. And then if you treated it like a real business where you were had the true entrepreneurial spirit and you, you treated it just like any other real business treats their business today. If you were to find the, the spot between those things, what an incredible career you would have in selling real estate. So I want to give you this series of words today that have just been proven to hold up through the test of time with Mike and the Mike Ferry organization. The first thing I want you to hear is the words show up. Okay, now it seems simple enough and direct enough show up. But the fact of the matter is a major portion of real estate agents day simply do not show up. They don't show up mentally, they don't show up physically, and oftentimes they don't show up emotionally to the job of direct sales selling real estate. How would you grade yourself on showing up each day? If I were to ask you to grade yourself on what is the time that you show up to work every day, how big is that margin or gap But from the time that you get to the office? You know, there's this incredible agent, Neil Weichel, that said that a majority of his success came because he figured out to go to bed at the same time on a work night, get up at the same time, and show up at the office at the same time early every day. And it had a major contributing factor to his success. Do you show up on time? Do you show up every day? Do you show up on the days you don't feel like it, right? This is one of those uh, jobs that, you know, You're going to have good days and bad days, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the truth is you showing up has so much to do with it. You know, there are agents that say they'll get a certain amount of deals just because they were they showed up to the office when no one else was there. There's agents that will get a certain amount of deals because they're out in the neighborhoods. Have you ever found a deal from being out previewing property and being out in front of a house that's listed for sale and here comes a car and pulls up to the curb and it turns out that it's a buyer out looking around at houses. Have you ever gotten deals from simply showing up? Well, what if you show up all the time? The second thing I would ask you to do, tried and true, know what to say. Okay. The, we've said it a hundred times in, in this, in this series of Mike's strategies. The objections have not really changed in over 50 years. 
Seller want to know how much their home is worth, how much your commission is, and what you're going to do to get the home sold. It's a very simplistic example, yet it emphasizes the importance of knowing what to say. When was the last time you got a brand new objection that you've never heard before? Very rarely. Every once in a while, we'll get stumped, right? But the reality is, if you learn what to say with the things you're always going to hear, aren't you going to be that much further ahead, right? I, I, I struggle with this one a little bit because I just can't seem to figure out why agents have a disconnect with the objections they know they're going to receive and figuring out solid handlers for those objections. Go to MikeFerry.com. You could look at our objection handlers. They have been proven. Specifically, where do you need to get more involved in knowing what to say in any selling situation? What if you spent the next 60 or 90 days dramatically improving knowing what to say in every selling situation? Would that work benefit you for the long term? How strong is your canned presentation? If you were to advance your skills to the level that we suggest you advance your skills, those skills will benefit you in good markets, they'll benefit you in bad markets, and everywhere in between. What hangups do you have about actually learning what to say in a selling situation? Interesting question. Thought number three, it's all about attitude. Okay. Of all the things that we can and cannot control, attitude is one of those that we can work really hard to control. You know, we're going to have good days and we all know we're going to have bad days. Um, one thing I know about Mike Ferry is his the key to his success in many cases is that he figures out, he understands the value of bringing the right attitude to the equation. I don't know that I've ever met a more optimistic person than Mike Ferry. Um, he himself has stated publicly that if there was a plane crash, he knows that he would be the one guy that walked out alive, right? You know, you get to choose what attitude you bring to the table, right? You're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. If we could work aggressively at limiting the number of bad days we have by controlling our attitude, right? You know, we, we can't always control the first thought that pops into our head. Something negative pops in there. But we can control every thought after that if we're paying attention. You know, Mike talks about uh, agents that have uh, put this rubber band. In fact, there for a while, we actually created, you know, a what would Mike Ferry do rubber band that you put around your wrist. And this rubber band was designed for you for many things. What would Mike do? right? Just a constant reminder, am I doing what Mike has been trying to teach me? But then the other thought is, you know, what if you had a negative thought? What if you were to pull that rubber band back and let it fly? Snap yourself in the wrist. Would it teach you to control the negative thoughts? Why not? If attitude affects your results and you can control your attitude, wouldn't you want to try to maintain a great attitude? What attitude? What's the first thought that pops into your head when you wake up in the morning? Oh, I have to go to work. Oh, is it that time already? Or, oh, it's early. Or is the first thought that pops in your head, what are the opportunities that I want to take advantage of today? How incredible is this day going to be? Most people don't ever consider trying to control their attitude. You know, attitude and affirmations go hand in hand. If you learn a series of really strong positive affirmations and you use those positive affirmations consistently in your daily life, 
it affects your attitude, which then affects the results. I think it's pretty simple and straightforward. Okay. Thought number four I have on this list today. This has been proven. Simply do your job. Simply do your job. Mike will point out, and it's a very, very common thing in the Mike Ferry system, is that you, if you want to succeed long term, you have to understand and embrace the concept of overcoming repetitious boredom. Okay, success hides on the other side of repetitious boredom. There is a series of things that you have to do day in and day out, the grind, if you will. But if you would stop all the energy and time you spend looking for some magic pill, some magic formula, some way around the daily grind, and you start to embrace, right, of what it takes to do the job on a on a high level. You know, the most highly paid athletes, the most highly paid entertainers, actors, actresses, singers, they embrace the practice and the daily grind that they have to do. Now, what we get to see is the glamorous part. We get to see the concert or the game where the athlete is performing at a high level. What we don't get to see is all the countless hours behind the scenes. Think about those Olympic athletes, right? Olympic athletes, they spend four years, four, six, eight, ten hours a day for four years for an event that lasts one minute. Interesting, right? In our job, we have to understand doing our job, which is to overcome repetitious boredom. There are four things that earn money in real estate today. Prospecting, lead follow-up, going on an appointment, and negotiating a deal. Those are four incoming income-earning activities. If we can overcome the repetition of doing prospecting every day and doing lead follow-up every day and practicing your skills every day to get better at those tasks, if you can overcome that, it's simply your job. Do you have a strict daily schedule? Is it boring at times? Of course, but it's your job. What are you actively doing today to overcome repetitious boredom? Thought five that I have. It's not about me. Mike is constantly trying to get us to understand that the ego of agents often kills long-term sustainable profitability, right? Our egos are the one thing that will cost us the most money. If we can learn to put our egos aside, It's about the client. It's about customer service. It's about improving the quality of the service we provide. It's about uh, being consistent. It's not about the flash and the flare and our name and lights. Our ego can cost us so much money in our career if we don't learn to control it. Yes, everybody has an ego. Yes, there are parts of an ego that do actually benefit good salespeople. However, where does your ego show up in a way that costs you money? Oh, that other agent's got some nerve bringing me this offer. I can't believe that client is calling me at six o'clock at night. That's not how I do it. It's all ego showing up. You know, some of the biggest places that ego shows up in an agent is around practicing their skills, around a canned presentation, and around other agents needing to demonstrate certain things that don't produce income. Interesting, isn't it? Thought number six. Okay, if I've heard it once, I've heard it 10,000 times from Mike Ferry. Keep it simple. Real estate is a simple business. It's just not easy. If you haven't heard Mike Ferry say that, you haven't been around Mike Ferry long enough, okay? It is such a simple business. And at the same time, because of the size of the commissions, it is natural for people to try to complicate things. 
Okay. Try to go back to, you know, Mike's original marketing plan. Think about the simplicity of this. Find a sellable listing, sell it, tell the world what you did so you can go do it again. That is so simple. We have a very simple five-step listing process. It's very, very, very simple. We have very straightforward, simple uh, scripts and dialogues that are designed for a specific result. Uh, we don't advise creating a lot of technical things. We ask you to create a very simple schedule with good time blocks in it versus a very complex technical schedule for yourself. If you can overcome your natural desire to complicate everything and you can keep bringing yourself back onto keeping it simple, if you can stay focused on what makes you the most money and just stay there, you'll make a fortune. Where have you decided to complicate things? The next thought, thought number seven, pay attention. Now, naturally, we all think we pay attention, right? You know, in MFO as a coach, this, I can't believe in myself included, this is such a common thing. Gosh, am I a slow learner or what? <laughs> okay. Well, Mike has been uh, presenting the same principles for selling real estate for 50 years. He's been presenting them consistently. He doesn't change the points because the points don't change, right? Um, Mike, Mike has always uh, had this, this belief. Uh, people come say, hey, are you going to talk about something different this year, Mike? Um, his response, are you doing everything I ask? Well, no. Then why am I going to talk about something different if it makes you money, right? Pay attention, right? Um, do you spend a lot of time reading and rereading your notes? Do you listen back to Mike Ferry TV over and over? Do you read um, Mike Ferry's points over and over? Do you constantly review your scripts? Repetition and paying attention go hand in hand, right? It's not uncommon to have to hear the same message 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 times before you finally get it, right? So, Sharpening our ability to pay attention. There might be only two or three changes that you need to seriously address right now to take your business to the next level. Can you focus on and pay attention to those changes or do you skip off of them the minute you're not, you're not following through? You know, it's like to-do lists. People make to-do lists all the time and they put 20 things I want to get done. They do the top two or three because those are the important ones. And then they don't get to the, the rest of the to-do list. It just keeps revolving. Okay. If we'll spend more time listening with the intent to understand instead of listening with the intent to speak, we tend to pay attention more. You want to win on listing presentations? Pay attention to what the clients are saying. You want to increase your income? Pay attention to the thoughts that Mike is trying to get you to discover. Oftentimes, what we will avoid paying attention to will pay us the most because what we're avoiding is the truth and the actual work involved to take your business to the next level. The eighth thought that I wanted to give you, uh, if you have to be right, someone else has to be wrong. Okay, if you have this incredible desire to be right all the time, that means somebody else has to be wrong. This goes back to the point that we talked about in a previous podcast about versatility. How strong is your desire to be right about everything? You know, we Michael asked you this question. Can you ever win an argument with the seller? 
And people's response is no. Well, Mike will say, yes, you can win an argument with the seller. You just won't get the listing. So where where you have this soapbox that you like to climb on, where do you tend to find yourself having to defend your position over and over again about having to be right about something? Do you need to just develop a little more versatility, a little more flexibility, a little more fluidity? In the direct sales business, you need to be uh, versatile and flexible. And you need to be able to work with a variety of situations in a variety of ways. Quit having to be right. The ninth thought I wrote down that's been tried and true. You're going to hear it a million times. I'll keep saying it until you're sick of hearing it. Talk to more people. I remember one time that Mike actually wrote a book that had the same thing written on each page of the entire book. It said, simply see the people, simply see the people, the whole book, see the people, see the people, right? With all these incredible advances in technology and, and you know, these applications that you can text each other back and forth in, in the social media platforms, right? It's simply moving us away from talking to people. However, have you noticed that if somebody wants to sell real estate, they still need to talk to you to get it done? Like how many listings have you taken so far this year without talking to the seller at all, right? They send you an email and then you text them back and then they text you and then you send over the digital signature document and they signed it and they sent it back and then you listed the property and you did all that without talking to them. Yes, I know it happens, okay? I get it, it does happen occasionally. But this technology and all these things are actually leading us not to talking to more people. I get so excited about it because I see this as one of your biggest advantages if you're really paying attention. If you really zero in and understand that the real estate world is moving away from the desire to talk to people, they're trying to get away from it. If you will move towards the desire of talking to people on a large scale, you're going to make a lot more money. How strong are you at your communication skills? Have you noticed yourself trying to avoid talking to people? I'd just rather text them, okay? Does your voicemail say, hey, leave a message, which means I've seen that you called. I don't want to talk to you, but go ahead and text me for a faster response. Isn't that an interesting way of you demonstrating to the world that I really don't want to talk to you unless I see what you have to say first? It's interesting. Mike Furry is one of those people, if you call him, he'll pick up the phone. And if he's busy, he'll say, I'll call you back in 10 minutes. I think he's made a fortune doing it. We have thousands and thousands of real estate agents that right now at this moment are on the phone prospecting. Hopefully it's you. And you, you've just got done with your generation and you decided to pick up and listen to this podcast. Are you talking to enough people? When a market starts to get shaky, it starts to decline, it gets a little odd. We have to talk to more people. If you struggle making 10 contacts a day now, and the market dictates that you have to make 30 contacts a day in order to hit your goals. How hard is it going to be from you, for you to go from struggling to 10 to 30? It's going to be very tough, which then means that if the market dictates that you have to talk to more people and you struggle talking to minimum amounts, you're simply going to cut your income if the market changes. That's not going to work. Let's get back involved with the idea of talking to people. Talk to them. Talk to more. Talk to them all the time. Don't text. Don't tweet. Don't email. Pick up the phone and call them. And then the 10th thought that I wanted to give you today, these are tried and true thoughts from Mike Ferry. Start every day at zero. Start every day at zero. 
This has been proven in so many ways, and it works in both positive, on positive outcomes and negative. If you had your worst day ever yesterday, so what? Start today back at zero with the things you know you're supposed to do to make money selling real estate. If you had your best day ever, you just closed four escrows yesterday, brought in 100000 in income, your best day ever, great, start over at zero again today. You know, the longer I'm in the real estate business, the more that I understand that that point is so instrumental in agent success and possibly some agent's failure is their ability or their inability to start each day at zero. Boy, if you could take that thought on and even if half of the days you could start back at zero, you'd be better off. One thing we know about Mike Ferry being around this as involved as he's been for the length of time that he's been involved, he has come up with some tried and true things that we have to grab onto. Listen back to these 10 direct thoughts from Mike Ferry about what it takes to succeed selling real estate today. As always, thanks for your time. I look forward to having you join us on future podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.